I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Progressive Britain podcast. This is the review show for the Universal Credit episode. So if you missed that, I'll give you a chance to go back and listen now. Welcome back. I'm Connor Pope, Deputy Editor of Progress, and I'm joined by Progress Director Richard Angel. We're going to be going through some of the responses from listeners, announce the winner of the Hillary Clinton memoir, give away another Progress mug, and look at how Universal Credit was covered in Westminster this week. Last week's extra show, we started by talking about how Progress Chair Alison McGovern had taken Theresa May to task over the single market and the Brexit transition period. However, Alison told us that it came across as self-satisfied backslapping. And this week, with stagflation back in the news, the Treasury Select Committee, which includes both Alison and Tuesday's podcast guest Catherine McKinnell, questioned Bank of England Governor Mark Carney. Catherine put him on the spot about the bank's Brexit preparations. Obviously, we don't want to dwell on that, on what a good job they did, as it would be conceited, and I don't want Alison to tell me off. But perhaps, Richard, you could roughly explain what stagflation is and why it matters and what the expected effect of Brexit will be on it. So previously a phenomenon of the 1970s, stagflation is where you have a stagnant economy with little or no economic growth and rising inflation, meaning the wages that workers take home is able to buy less and less in the economy and a situation that the government finds itself hard to get out of. This has become the hallmark of George Osborne's economic plan and the Hammond government's plan going forward and seems to be the way this Tory government will be remembered. It arguably, particularly the break between return in people's wages in the economy and the annoyance that people feel, many of those things have led to what we see with Brexit and the rise of populism today. Speaking of kind of political upsets, we saw some brilliant news for progressives in New Zealand this week. Labour's Jacinda Ardern becomes Prime Minister after a period of coalition negotiation. She only became Labour leader in August, and then there was a, an election in September, and now she's Prime Minister. I think Labour were 24 points behind in August when she took over. I know that you've spent some time 
working for Australian Labour Party. I don't know if there's any kind of crossover there. or There is some crossovers, and they, clearly they are linked, but this is just a phenomenal achievement for somebody. Proves that you can come second and take the top job, <laughs> which is something that will cheer up Labour people. But unlike where in Australia they made huge gains but fell short, and of course the same thing happening here, she's been able to bring together that coalition of parties to make sure she has denied the Conservatives' government. And she's very young as well. She's only 37, I think, which kind of does show that there is actually a new wave of kind of social democracy coming through. And I know actually plenty of people over here know her because I think she was chair of like the International Socialist Youth Wing for a while. So people know her from back then. So it is a brilliant... An encouraging sign. Yeah. When you put moderate social democracy out there, reassure people that you can live within your means and deliver social justice, you can win government. Who knew? Anyway, back to Tuesday's show, we discussed universal credit, which has been a pretty big deal in Westminster this week on that front. The um, government scrapped charges on the phone calls for people trying to claim their benefits, and um, there was a government defeat on the opposition day debate on Wednesday night, which called for the government to pause and fix the issues with universal credit, which is almost exactly what Catherine McKinnell was calling for on the podcast this week. And most phenomenal, the Tory government seems to be diminishing Parliament to some kind of student union debating chamber because it knows on core issues like universal credit, it can't actually command a majority in the chamber. And that's worrying that has happened. And I think this one has really annoyed the Speaker. He has said that Parliament has spoken and he expects a response from the government. Well, I mean, it's incredible that uh, they did a three-line whip to abstain. I know that a couple of Labour MPs, including my local MP Vicky Foxcroft, had to be the tellers for the no side just so that they could force a debate on it, which is, is incredible. And I think in Labour's last period in government over 13 years, we only lost one opposition day debate. So they are incredibly rare. And Theresa May can't not turn up for a general election and then not turn up for the Parliament <laughs> afterwards. It's absolutely ridiculous. And it's good to see Labour MPs working together to hold their feet to the fire. Anyway, let's move on to some of the reviews and feedback we have this week. So excellent and welcome addition, says Nick Bath. Jim Robbins said it was Amazeballs. Uh, the podcast caters for centrist dads, Corbynistas, Blairites, Benites, progressives and trots. It even has something for us saddos that remember NUS block of 12 elections. I think that's basically a dig at everyone there that could possibly be listening to this podcast, <laughs> but especially you. I don't know if you saw on, on the NUS stuff, Joe Johnson, the Tory Minister for Universities, has uh, called for a clampdown on free speech clampdowns in universities. It's a bizarre thing where he will fine universities if they do not allow free speech to happen on campus, which seems like a completely bizarre way of trying to get young people to vote Tory, but... That is apparently their plan. Rock and Roll Honey says, great new podcast and a firm new addition to me weekly listening. Totally essential listening for anyone who wants to see Labour in power anytime soon. Practical talk about how, how Labour can make a difference in opposition and be ready for an election. Serious issues with fun banter too. Alex Greer said it is essentially a de-ream cast. Thoughtful, sensible podcast that reminds us things can only get better. I think this is... They were listening to your yeah, this is point last week. Last week I promised to give a tough on crime, tough on the causes of crime key ring to anyone who left a comment saying it was a de-ream cast. I'm sad to report that is in fact a lie and I won't be <laughs> making those key rings at all. Shame, shame. And we had a great comment come in by email from Will Gray. Fantastic podcast, great progress has secured its funding. It's reassuring to know that there is still a demand in our movement that promotes radical and progressive politics and cuts through the myth that Labour won the election. So that's nice. Well, why don't you pick your favourite to win the Hillary Clinton memoir, What Happened, which we're giving away this week? I think it's got to be Rock and Roll Honey is going to be the winner this week. Uh, it's 
added to the weekly listing. So uh, that's that's going to be my winner this week. And they get the great edition of Hillary Clinton's memoir. I mean, you just think you know, she has done a really honest account of why she didn't win that election. Imagine if we had had Ed Miliband do that rather than the Beckett Review, which basically didn't ask many of the right questions, let alone answer them. Or after this election, where we did really well to get 40% of the vote, but nobody's asking the question about why the Tories got 43% of the vote. Those kind of inquiries can be really useful so you don't become a victim of history, but change it. So if Rock and Roll Honey could email their address to uh, a, n- a name as well as an address to office at progressonline.org.uk and we'll pop the book in the post. Do keep up your reviews, feedback and keep questions coming in. You can leave a comment on iTunes. You can send us a tweet on at Progress Online or by emailing office at progressonline.org.uk. We're keen to hear your feedback. Remember, if you subscribe to the podcast and send us a screenshot of your subscription, you can do that on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any other fora you wish. We'll be sending you Huge Gay Skills Fight, Fight, Fight Again badge that we've had printed. So the other competition we had was Connor's political pub quiz question. Connor, over to you. So this week I asked who is the only person on Jeremy Corbyn's front bench team to have served in the Jim Callaghan government in the 1970s. Chris Burks got it right before 8am on Tuesday, which is remarkable. And the answer was Baron Davis of Oldham. So next time, I'd love to see if someone can get the question right before 7.48am. That is the new standard that I'm holding our listeners to. This podcast goes online about 6am on a Tuesday morning. So make sure that you subscribe to be in with a chance of beating him next week. Thanks to Joe Oliver, by the way, for helping me set that question. And Chris, uh, please do get in touch with your address. and We'll stick a progress mug in the mail for you. Each week in the review show, we try to give a stay in Labour message. Connor Pope, my colleague and co-host of this show, did a great article this week. It feels like another day, another Twitter account claiming to be a political movement. Jeremy Cliff of The Economist was the latest to join the fray. And he is a great guy, a great progressive. His pamphlet for our sister organisation, Policy Network, on Britain's cosmopolitan future. I think its time is yet to come, but it gives us hope that progressives can build a, a future majority in this country. And he did a series of tweets, many of which I thought were interesting, with some radical ideas that deserved debate going forward. But that turned into an email account that is now apparently going to launch Britain's next progressive political movement. I think we're of one view, Connor, that we need to stay in Labour. And all of the things that he was calling for could be mainstream, radical, centrist, progressive ideas that a Labour government goes on to deliver in the future. So let's not get distracted from the main task. Labour got 40% at the last election. The Tories are doing pretty badly. And if we get our act together, we can replace them. And the thing that actually I think is quite important to bring up there is that he kept saying that he'd accidentally launched this political movement. That is not how political movements work. They take a lot of hard work and you really need to put the time in, you need to put the effort in. And it's not always the greatest times, but as long as you stick by your values and put hard work in, then you can get somewhere. But doing a few tweets and getting a few email addresses is not going to cut it. So we'll be back with a new Progressive Britain podcast show on Tuesday. Until then, thanks for joining us. You've been listening to the Progressive Britain podcast with Connor Pope and Richard Angel. The music is When in the West by Blue Dot Sessions, licensed under Creative Commons. And this episode was produced by Carolyn Crumpton. (laughs) 